0: hello and welcome to baseline to baseline a sports podcast with a musical twist my name is Aiden berg and today i am joined as always by my co-host nathan ackerman nathan how are you doing today we are back into the daily,
1: weekly, that is, grind. Weekly routine is back. Um, I got sort a new microphone. I got a new microphone. So nice. if you are listening to this and you're like, wow, Nathan, he's saying beautiful things and he's right about everything. But the audio, just the quality is so much better this week.
0: I don't uh, think anyone's going to be saying you're not, that.
1: <laughs> you're not imagining things. So I'm rather excited for this episode.
0: Well, I am also excited for this episode, but for none of the reasons that you kind of scarily laid out, I'm I'm a little afraid for your perception of reality right now, but let's jump into our first sports segment of the day and talk about the NFL. We are recording this on Sunday night after the Bills defeated the Steelers to hand Pittsburgh their second straight loss on the season, the only two losses for Pittsburgh this season. And we're just going to talk about what we saw this week and try to answer the question of... If anyone can challenge the Kansas City Chiefs at all, (laughs) Uh, let's start with that. Nathan, what do you think about that?
1: Yes, there are plenty of teams that can challenge the Kansas City Chiefs. And I feel like you are going to be hesitant to acknowledge one of them. Uh, And I I think you kind of owe me an apology here. Because a couple of months ago, when we made our NFL uh, predictions for the 2020 season, I... Uh, predicted that the Cleveland Browns would make the NFL playoffs, oh. and you ridiculed no, no, me. No, 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 no. You no, 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 no. made fun of me. You mocked me. They've not played yet this this week. We are recording this on Sunday. Actually, our latest recording time ever, I, I believe, another historic
0: day in baseline to baseline. Um, We're always like smart- setting records. We're like Tom Brady every week. Everything we do is historic every <laughs> single week. <laughs> sure, something like that. Tom, only
1: like Tom Brady with the with the Bucks though. Okay, just continue. (laughs) So I think, look, the Browns probably not going to beat the Chiefs if they play them in the playoffs, but I don't think it's necessarily a write-off. I think that's an understatement. The playoff (laughs) playoff experience is going to be a big deal, of course. Um, But I'm also looking at the Indianapolis Colts on a more serious note, I guess. They have one of the best defenses in uh, the AFC or the NFL at large, and we know that the Chiefs are a team that they're going to score a ton of points. Um, so if, if you take a team like the Colts, who, again, one of the best defenses in the entire league, I, I learned this firsthand from having them on my fantasy football team that missed the playoffs. Uh, if you have those two teams match up in the playoffs, look, nobody's going to slow down Patty uh, Mahomes. He's one of the best quarterbacks uh, to ever play the sport. I would argue he's the most talented quarterback of all time, but he's certainly the best quarterback in the league right, right now. So nobody's going to hold him under like 20 points, right? But if you hold him somewhere in the – I don't know, 25 to 35 range, uh, and you get a good night from your offense. <laughs> the
0: 25 yeah. to 35 you have, range. First of all, that's a pretty wide range. I feel like someone scoring 25 points is very different from story, someone scoring 35 points. I mean,
1: sure, but a 10-point gap is just an extra touchdown and a field goal. Okay, fine, oh, yeah, 20, an 20, extra two story drives in a game. 25 to 30, I think if you take a team like the Colts, um, they have it in them. I think we should acknowledge right now that the pittsburgh steelers are an absolute fraud they were a fraud from the start i think i saw somebody you know on one of those nfl meme pages made this like you know rundown of all the steelers wins this year and it was things like barely escaped you know the jaguars beat like carson wentz who's i'm sorry the who
0: the jaguars jaguars (laughs)
1: how do you prefer that i pronounce jaguars jaguars okay
0: Aiden. or if you're if you say it in a british accent you can say jaguar uh, like okay, in the car commercials not, i'm not gonna do that <laughs> so anyway all of the steelers wins
1: were pretty much close games against terrible quarterbacks bad teams and now they've lost back-to-back games which is nice to see um because i like when fraud teams get exposed and um yeah. So Jeez. and honestly, Ben Roethlisberger just the worst person ever. So it's always fun to see him lose. Um, but yeah, I've got I I got the Colts and I've got the the Browns at an outside chance of slowing down the Chiefs. I also think that the Bills can put up a fight there, uh, strong defense as well over there in Buffalo. Um, so yeah, I look. I don't think the Chiefs are unstoppable in the end. If I had to take one team from the AFC to make the Super Bowl I would, I would, if, if I had to be a betting man I would put it on the Chiefs but I don't think they're a right in so to speak
0: I think that they are a right in I was talking with my good friends uh, Bobby Kirschenbaum and Andrew Golden uh, previous guests of this podcast a shout out to them. I was talking about this and I initially had the same reaction to them bringing this up that you did which was well I feel like I mean yes the Chiefs are obviously the favorite but I don't think that the level of the league is where they're going to be like a write in for the for the Super Bowl. And so then we ran down the list of teams or the the you know basically the highest level teams in, in the AFC, I guess I would say. And my my first thought was, well, the Steelers were undefeated until this last week. They're, they have a, the best defense in the league. They have a really strong pass rush. So I'm never going to say that it's a complete write-off for a team with a great defense and pass rush to be able to handle a great offense. I am a Patriots fan, after all. I have seen it in action. And then, first of all, I realized that they lost Bud Dupree, who was a huge part of their defense, and then they lost their second straight game tonight to the Bills and didn't really look to have much to be able to do against a Bills defense that has really struggled all season until basically tonight. And so now I'm kind of like eh, the, the Steelers, you know, it's it, it, it's it's over for them, especially because they've now lost home field advantage to the Chiefs. And I don't really imagine the Chiefs will lose like another game. I feel like they're going to go like 15-1. and There's just not a lot of teams that can really handle them. And then so I thought, okay, well, who else is are are leading the divisions? The Bills, they just played tonight. They had a good win. And while I think that they could, on their best day, give the Chiefs some issues, especially if they you know they get their running game together a little bit and use Josh Allen and uh, keep it on the ground. They haven't really been able to be that team that can keep possession of the ball and keep Mahomes off the field. So they're just not really consistently that good. They don't even have. Their net point differential, which I'm a big fan of in terms of determining how good teams actually are, there is 38, which is well below what you would expect from a team that's 10 and 3, and is almost 50 points behind the best team in their division, the Dolphins, who just got handled by the Chiefs today. And then the last handled. The division is... Handled. What? It was a six-point game. Yeah. yeah, but there was a garbage time score. Yeah. Come on now. That was that was not particularly a close game. Like they, they gave the Chiefs some issues early on. Uncharacteristic Mahomes turnovers. It seemed like kind of fluky that it even was a six point game yeah. if we're being real here. Yeah. So then the last division is the AFC South. And while you run with the Colts I'm just not there with Philip Rivers. I don't mm-hmm. I, I don't trust him to be able to hang in in a game with Patrick Mahomes. This isn't Tom Brady with the with the Patriots in 2018 being able to hang with the Chiefs on a you know a lackluster offense. This is a guy who is old and can't really perform up to that level I think to be able to to hang with the Chiefs even though they had a really nice win today. Um, you know kudos kudos to them for that they are a strong team they're tied for uh, the lead in the division i think they they've lost the tiebreaker to the titans officially Uh, but that's my team i was a i was a big fan of the titans heading into the season i thought everyone was talking about them as a regression candidate and i didn't really believe it and they are the kind of team that you get into the playoffs you get into the cold weather and you just don't want to deal with derrick henry they played better against the chiefs than i thought they would in the postseason last year And, you know, some things go a different way. They are probably even more competitive in that game than they were. So I would say that the Titans are the best chance out of the AFC, if I'm being completely honest, just because of the style of play that you need to have. And also, I love Mike Vrabel as a coach, uh, which has something certainly to do with my Patriots fandom. But I do think that he would be able to devise some ways to try to slow down Mahomes. Uh, I also wanted to ask you about the other side of the NFL and see, do you think that there's anybody in the NFC who even has a chance of, of hanging with the chiefs when they probably make it to the super bowl? Well,
1: if you take a close look at the NFC East, there are some real powerhouses over there that I think could give the chiefs a run <laughs> for their money. Um, honestly, the
0: Washington professional football team, they're good. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Um, See, I I wanted to say the Saints. I think the uh, Saints actually play the Chiefs next week, but the Saints just lost to the Eagles, and it's Jalen Hurts' season. Go, Birds. It is officially Jalen Hurts' season for me. Very excited about that. Uh, Trade Carson Wentz, fire him into the sun, do whatever you you, (laughs) you really have to do. Um, At first, early this season, I was thinking – Like, maybe the Seahawks had a chance to hang in there. They looked really good at the
0: beginning of the season, didn't they?
1: Yeah, they looked really good at the beginning of the season. And they won by 37 points today, but it was to, alas, the New York Jets. Uh, They lost to the Giants by five points last week. They only beat the Eagles by six the week before. And, you know, they had a loss to the Rams mixed in there, a loss to the Bills mixed in there. Uh, They have some trouble with the Cardinals. So, you know, I don't know if they're just consistent enough to be able to get the job done against the Chiefs. Although, if you get them on their best night, um, I guess anything can really happen there, but I wouldn't take the Seahawks. Uh, Green Bay is a team to me that has looked pretty okay recently. Um, <laughs> wow, that's a glowing endorsement. Week. Yeah. They, <laughs> well, I mean, they they have won their last three games, uh, five of their last six, and they took the Colts to overtime on the road back in week, four weeks ago. They only lost by three points there. So if there was a team from the NFC that I think could could take them, I would probably say it's got to be the Packers, but other than that, I mean, I, I, I guess if you get Tom Brady to the playoffs and anything's really possible, you know, I people should know not to bet against him at this point. Although, is it the same when he's not on the Patriots? Who really knows? Um, but obviously, nobody from the NFC East. Uh, the NFC West, the Rams have been have been playing well, but they just seem
0: the Rams are a strong team. They're a good team yeah. for sure. Yeah, but do they have that kind of like higher – like gear i guess is, is the question with i, I just yeah. think that having jared goff there kind of limits this exactly
1: we're, we're we're talking about quarterback battles and you know it's not it's not just about qb versus qb but we're talking about you know philip rivers not being able to put up a fight against patrick uh, mahomes i don't know if jared goff can really do the same whereas i think aaron Rodgers, you know if there's a guy that's able to do that uh it's Probably him, and he's he's taken a step back the last couple of years, but he's still Aaron Rodgers, and you get him to the playoffs, he's also a stud there. So, yeah, I, again, I think the Chiefs probably have an easier road to the Super Bowl than in the Super Bowl. I think there are some interesting matchups coming from the NFC that could be able to give the Chiefs a fight, but if I again, if I had to be a betting man, Chiefs probably repeat.
0: Okay, here, and I just want to return to this really quickly because I, I acted incredulous when you said your your pick for the team from the AFC and then I just went away from it. So you said that the Steelers are frauds, and you know at, at this point in the season that looks pretty fair. I think that they would still be the best contender against the Chiefs if they still had Bud Dupree. Mm. But you pointed out some of their wins have come against maybe not the best competition. Yeah. I just want to tell you who Cleveland's wins have come against okay, this year. Okay, that was largely a joke, but okay. They've beaten Cincinnati twice. <laughs> they beat Washington at the beginning of the season when they were not good. Like, or, yeah. you know, yeah. they were bad. They beat Dallas and gave up 38 points to Dallas. Uh, although that might have been, was that when Dak was still with the I don't remember. They did have a, a good win against Indianapolis. I do think Indianapolis is a good team. Then they lost thirty eight to seven to Pittsburgh, who you called a bunch of frauds. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah. and then they lost to Las Vegas, who is who has proven the last few weeks that they're a bunch of frauds. And then this four game winning streak that they've been on recently, they beat Houston ten to seven, they beat Philadelphia twenty two to seventeen, they beat Jacksonville twenty seven to twenty five, and then they had a good win against Tennessee forty one to thirty five. So. You know, they Look. they have a few decent wins in there, but a lot of their wins have really come against really poor competition. And also they're the Browns, man. Exactly, they're the Browns
1: and they're Baker Mayfield. I'm a big Baker guy. Oh, I'm please. Saying, if you get oh, if please. you get Baker, if you get Baker up on a playoff day where he's feeling dangerous. Woo! Yeah, I'll he'll
0: jump. probably throw three interceptions is what I'll do. <laughs> they are winning in spite of Baker Mayfield right now, not because of him. He was good last week against Tennessee, but I'm I'm looking at you know their high their highest passer you know numbers from each game this season and it's just a bunch of numbers in the 100s basically it's it's like Mayfield 189 Mayfield 156 Mayfield 165 they're not like he's not that good he's <laughs> no, the Browns are not going to beat the Chiefs thank you <laughs> okay let's move on to another football segment and talk some college football here and wait we... wait wait hold on hold on sorry
1: but but back on on a brief browns No, you are going to give me some credit for picking the browns to the playoffs before the season right
0: i think you picked them to win the division which i guess they still could do if, if pittsburgh is falling falling apart like this then then maybe they still could win the division and they're coming on strong we'll see i think i think tomorrow night will be a really fun game hopefully great so what um, i got from that was a yes okay. yeah sure i'll give you i'll give you Thank the you. credit i'll give you credit Thank you. that's that was yeah. a good pick Let's move on to our next football segment and talk some college football playoff. We're going to do some quick fire questions, talking about a crazy playoff scenario, everything that's going on. Uh, some, of the, some of the things to, to think about are that two of the teams that are currently in the playoff are Notre Dame and Clemson, and they are playing each other in the ACC championship game on Saturday. Uh, I don't want to say say that there's any like silver linings to COVID, but that is a a unique kind of situation outside of the SEC, I guess I would say, because Alabama and Georgia probably played in the SEC championship game when they were both in the top four, something like that. Um, so that's a cool wrinkle. Uh, just the things that COVID has caused across the sport where, you know, teams have played like four or five games, had a bunch of games canceled, had their games against the best competition, maybe canceled, uh, having stuff up in the air for the conference championships has really thrown everything with these scenarios into chaos. And so we're going to do just some quick fire questions and see what we're thinking for the the playoff scenarios. Nathan, are you ready? Let's do it. All right, we start there in the ACC. If Notre Dame Beats Clemson for the second time this season. I will put Clemson as a two-loss team. Solidify Notre Dame as a definite playoff team next to Alabama, assuming that they boat race Florida again in the SEC championship. Who who ends up getting the the playoff spots in that? Assuming scenario? no other upset. What's that? Assuming no other upsets. Yeah, let's. Well, that that's kind of part of what I want to talk about. So. You know, you know what do you what do you kind of anticipate happening? I guess I would say, okay, if that is the only really bizarre
1: thing that that happens, one Alabama, two Notre Dame, three Ohio State, four Texas A and M, interesting, right? But if you then take Northwestern beating Ohio State, which I don't think will happen, I think it's possible. Northwestern is a good team. I actually think Northwestern and Ohio State are both out. Because you're going to be comparing Northwestern who, yes, they have a very good win against uh, Ohio state, but they lost to Michigan state and they're going to be competing against teams like that are undefeated, maybe one loss. And that one loss was to Alabama, like with uh, Texas uh, A&M, or they're going to be competing against teams like Cincinnati, even USC that are undefeated. And if it, if it comes to that, are you going to take the more impressive wins or the no loss teams you're going to take the no loss teams i think that that's how the the cfp has worked in years past i think that that's how it's going to work this year unless it's texas a and m and that loss is to alabama because and that's how it should be because pretty much if if you were to take any one loss team out uh even in 2020 when you know teams don't play a ton of games uh, basically, any team that plays Alabama at any point in the season is disqualified from the college football playoff just for having Alabama on the schedule. Yeah, so basically. I think you can forgive Texas A&M, especially after beating a team like Florida. Um, I think you can, you can, you can forgive them for losing to Alabama. Other than that, um, I, I really think that an undefeated team, even if it's a team that the committee has shown it's not all that crazy about, um, I think that that team gets the nod over. A team with an un- unimpressive loss like
0: one to Michigan State—that's a fair point. I think that nor- that whoever wins the Big Ten championship should be in because that, like you said, that win against Ohio State would be incredibly impressive. And here's the thing: yes, the committee has always shown a preference for teams with fewer losses than everyone else, pre- preferably undefeated teams. Uh, you know, a one-loss team maybe, but they've also always shown a preference for conference champions. And Texas A&M yeah. would not have that on their on their resume. True. So it, it it's really a kind of like a weighing scale. Do you weigh the one loss and put Texas A&M in, especially when they're not they're not playing this weekend, right? SEC isn't doing the thing. They play Tennessee, Oh, they do play they're Tennessee. They're going World. to steamroll them. Yeah, they're gonna. They're, okay, so they're gonna be Tennessee. That doesn't really tell you all that much, right? So this for this last weekend is not really all that much. that Texas A&M can do to really uh, bump up its resume, whereas Northwestern can beat Ohio State, who is the number four-ranked team in the country and is consistently one of those teams that's in the playoff pretty much every year, and can get that conference championship. So you're weighing those things against each other. Um, and is, is part of this because I have some friends who go to Northwestern? Sure. I'm a little I'm a little biased. Is it p- partly because my dad went there? Sure. It's a little bit because of that. And hey, my but... dad went to grad school there. Interesting. Okay. There you go. Um, go so maybe there's a little bit of bias there. I guess I would just say... I've always thought that the conference championship means more because that shows that you do perform on that biggest stage when it really matters the most. Sure, but what about when you only have an 8-game schedule?
1: Because if Northwestern ends up beating Ohio State in the conference championship, they're going to be 7 and 1. And normally they would be 11 and 1, 12 and 1, and you say, "Okay, they had one blemish, but they beat Ohio State, they're a great team. They've shown that they can be consistent week in week out." But if you only play 8 games, I think I, I, I understand the committee not liking teams that don't play that, that many games. And I think if you're going to have that few games on your schedule, you have to win all of them.
0: Gotcha. Who is your dark horse team to try to make the playoff? And I, yes, I might be, I might be such a trap. Ask, asking a leading question here. <laughs> this
1: is such a trap. Cincinnati, yes. actually. Ooh. And the reason I say that is um, the committee likes Cincinnati. And they like Cincinnati more than USC, which is where you wanted me to take that that question. And I honestly (laughs) don't blame them for it. Because Cincinnati, if you look at Cincinnati's schedule, what you see is a bunch of, you know, group of five unimpressive wins. But if you look at USC's schedule, it's like (laughs) you look at a bunch of Power 5 unimpressive (laughs) wins. And USC is going to play about half as many games, right? I think Cincinnati is going to finish with 10 or 11 games. And assuming you beat Tulsa this weekend, which I get that Tulsa is number 24 right now. So that would technically knock them out of the top 25. So they wouldn't have a top 25 win. Okay, but still, that Tulsa win is probably more impressive than any singular USC win all season. They played... Arizona State, Arizona and Utah. 3 like okay, one decent team in Arizona State, one decent team in Utah and then maybe the worst team ever in uh the Wildcats. Well, UCLA and, is better than Utah though. Yeah, UCLA is good, but if that's your most impressive win, I don't I don't know. And it wasn't a convincing win, right? So you have <laughs> 4 point <laughs> no, victory over yeah, you have you have four point win over Arizona, one point win over Arizona State, five point win over UCLA, and I think if you look at Cincinnati's schedule, they're beating teams by a lot uh, by a lot of points, and those teams are not that much worse than the teams that USC has played. And when you when you when you add in the number of games that they've played, I think they're more deserving than the Trojans to be in that playoff, assuming all the dominoes fall, and a lot of dominoes have have to fall for those teams to get in.
0: I would agree with you. I would. Take it this way and say if if my dark horse team can't be Northwestern, I, I don't know if they mm. really count. It's kind of boring to have them anyway because I just talked about them. I will say USC for this segment then because for for a few reasons, they can combine a lot of the things that you look for in the resume of a college football playoff team. Right, Power Five conference. If they w- if they beat Washington, Power Five conference winner in the championship game, regular season and and uh, championship game conference winner. Undefeated, abbreviated schedule, obviously, but still undefeated, no losses. Um, and that's just not something that a lot of the teams in front of them can provide. Texas A&M can't get the conference championship. Iowa State and Oklahoma, two losses. Uh, let's see, who else? I mean, Cincinnati, not a Power 5 conference like we talked about. So they can kind of combine all of those things that you that you look for in the college football playoff. And then also, and I don't think that you can undersell this, the name brand recognition. Yeah. The committee will go for... a a team with that kind of historic or uh, high-level branding of a USC, even though it has fallen off, you know, basically in in this last decade from the team that it was. And maybe they wouldn't actually be the most deserving team to be there, but would the committee maybe pick them just because they are USC and maybe it'll, it'll generate more, more viewership, especially on the West Coast that hasn't had, a team in the playoff consistently since its inception. That leads Mm -hmm. me into the next question, which is if a team like USC or Northwestern or one of these lower teams jumps up ahead of an A&M or Cincinnati and stuff, what does that say about the rankings throughout the season? If nothing has really changed, like say Texas A&M wins and Cincinnati wins, but then suddenly just because they won a conference championship, USC or or someone jumps over them. What does that say about their rankings? And and does that even matter? So, First of all, preseason rankings are stupid. Um, yeah, I meant more the the college football playoff rankings that yeah, started no, know, like mid season and later. Yeah,
1: yeah, I think I think they start the rankings too early in the first place. I think they they should do it the last like two or three weeks, and that's all that really needs to be said there. But I I also believe that what the committee does is it goes week week by week and it pretty much ranks the best teams as mm-hmm. the season progresses, and then once the regular season and conference championship weekend is over. They, they 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 look back on it not in the context of where were these teams ranked last week and how have they moved in the last week, but they they look back on the season as a whole and they look on their resumes as a whole. Right. If you look at the rankings right right now, you have Georgia, Oklahoma, Iowa State, and probably soon to be North Carolina um, ahead of the Trojans right now. All of those teams have two or three losses and you are not going to put a two or three loss team in the college football playoff, especially over an undefeated team. But it, honestly, does not even relevant because you're never going to put a two or three loss team in the playoff. Right. So I get that it's going to, to look kind of suspicious. I guess if all of a sudden you have USC, you know, maybe this week after beating UCLA in a really unconvincing fashion, maybe they move like five or six spots which they probably should not. But if you have that and then you beat Washington, who's not that great of a team and you jump like five or six more, I get that it would look kind of suspicious, but in the end, I don't think people should put a whole lot of weight into that because I think that what the committee does is it looks at the season from a glance when it's all over. I think that as the season goes on, they shouldn't just rank the best teams, right? That's what the AP poll I think is, is for. I think that the playoffs should rank the teams with the highest chance to get in the playoff because otherwise what do the rankings even mean right so i think yeah there there might be some a lot of movement in the last couple of weeks um but i think people should be ready for that and not you know want to overthrow the playoff committee because usc jumps five or six spots in the last week or so
0: yeah i agree with that i guess i would just say the biggest part that i dis- disagree with there is that the ultimate goal of the college football playoff was to make sure that the best teams are in it at the end. Um, yeah. so I, I do think that they should be trying to weight it towards sure. who they actually think the best teams are. And if that means that, you know, USC is undefeated but they've been playing against crap competition and basically like barely beating them. Whereas like let's let me just put it this way. If they if they go play Georgia or something, who do you think is gonna win that game? Georgia has two losses, but I would certainly pick georgia. georgia to beat usc Me too. Me too. so you know that's why they're ahead in the rankings as of right now probably along with the the increased number of games played the last yeah. question i wanted to ask for this uh probably a boring one to end on but just wanted to ask it because i think it's important should notre dame and clemson both be in if clemson wins the acc championship yes yes yeah I because agree. then you have clemson obviously
1: is in because is the acc champion in like one loss. weeks right yeah, and the, the and one only loss, loss only to
0: a top team,
1: yeah, on to the road, a top team in like double overtime without Trevor Lawrence, right? Yeah, and then you take the Irish, and their only loss on the season is going to be to Clemson, who at that point would probably get the two, the the number two spot. And it's yeah. like, okay, your only loss was to the one of the best two teams in the country, whom you already beat earlier. You've proven that they, that that you can beat that team. Uh, you should you should give them a third a third go at it. I think.
0: And I think it's a unique situation because Clemson can look at it and say, we went into your place, we took you to like double, triple overtime, I don't remember exactly what it was, and we had our backup quarterback. But Notre Dame can look at it and say, yeah, but that backup quarterback is probably right now one of the 10 best quarterbacks in college football. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> it's like it, it's like mutually beneficial, basically, um, yeah. if Clemson does you know do what it needs to do and, and beat Notre Dame in the ACC. You know that they're like
1: 10.5 point favorites?
0: I, I don't like – Notre Dame's really good, man. I would I would really bet good. Notre Dame yeah. on the points for that. Let me ask you something.
1: How much does Alabama have to lose by to miss the playoff? <laughs> I mean – If they lose by 50 points, are they out? Because now we've seen that yes, Florida – Yes, yes.
0: If they lose by 50 points, they're out. Okay. You like, like Ohio State seen... had a loss – Ohio State lost by like 30 to Purdue a few years ago, and that was like yeah. why they missed – Oh, yeah. and I guess, I mean, Florida is a better team than Purdue was that season, but, but we've Florida seen, also uh, Florida. just lost Florida. to LSU. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, so if they lose uh, by 50, yeah, I don't think that you can put a team in the college football play, but of course that's not going to happen because they're going to win by 50. <laughs> okay, yeah, right.
1: Okay, last thing. I think we can agree on the top four teams that are both deserving and the top four teams that will probably make it, and that's Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, and Ohio State, yes. but rank for me those five six and seven teams of texas a&m usc and cincinnati both who should be in and who you think or i mean you know who's most deserving to be in and
0: who you think has the best chance to to uh, be in both both rankings for me would be a&m cincinnati usc didn't you just put usc over cincinnati when you said the dark horse or is that is that why they're the dark horse because they're yeah because Cincinnati. Cincinnati's like what what are they they're ranked like eighth in the country and they're gonna jump because Florida just lost yeah. I don't know if, if seventh in the country is necessarily like a dark horse you know what I mean okay, I guess it's fair. it's pretty fair. close to being a dark horse but um but they they are kind of because they're not a power five stool. I don't know I I, I just I I think that just Texas A and M you know they they got beaten handily by alabama but i don't think that they got just completely smoked like everyone else who has played alabama this season i could be wrong about that but i'm pretty sure and then in terms of cincinnati versus usc i just i can't you know get the image of the holiday bowl last season out of my head where usc finally played a team outside of, of their division. I guess besides Notre Dame, but that's a rivalry game and anything can happen. Yep. And they played a team that was outside of their division and they were just not, they just got bullied, basically. Mm-hmm. And I think that Cincinnati has that kind of toughness and is a better team than Iowa was last year. Yeah. So Yeah, I agree. All right, that is the end of our college football segment. Let's jump into our song segment for this week. We are returning to Nathan giving me a song to listen to. And... uh I'm not looking forward to it. So, Nathan, what do you got?
1: <laughs> so, I actually think you should be looking forward to this one. As, okay. as you said, um, or as we talked about earlier, this is our latest recording time ever. And you. it is currently 11.36 for you uh, in Minnesota. And Good job
0: working the time zones.
1: Thank you. I, that math was kind of difficult. Um, I don't want to make you too upset before you have to hit the hit the sack i guess so okay. I'm, I'm gonna listen to a song that i actually think you're gonna find interesting it is by reo Speedwagon, and it is called take it
0: on the run all righty <laughs> the name doesn't give me a ton of confidence but we'll see what happens here three two one go this music video makes me extremely uncomfortable. I've never seen the music video. Fun fact. Nathan just has like a goofy smile on his face right now. And I'll tell you, just watch the music video and you'll know why. Oh, come on. That's not what it's about. <laughs> Although, yeah. I like that. Da, da, da. That one. I like that. One. Alrighty. Since I always love to be negative and be a prick about these, uh, I'm just gonna first start by saying that I felt like the end they could they could ended it a lot better than like that weird '80s synthesizer that didn't really like fit with what they were doing mm-hmm. on this song. And then the other thing is like, okay, so is, this isn't made by like the band or is like this video isn't? I don't think so. It wasn't. It wasn't uploaded by the band. Yeah, because like. like the music video was really strange. Yeah, to me, just... okay,
1: to me, it was it was a song that sounded like it belonged in the '90s, mm-hmm. and then a music video that sounded like it was made like last year.
0: Yeah, or a music I guess. video that looked like it was made. Last I've never summer. seen you know, a music very... video like that, honestly. Not now, yeah, not it ever. Just... <laughs> it's just like <laughs> yeah. women just like staring into the camera, like in different ways. Like some of them are just like happy smiling and some of them are like giving like death stares and some of it is like seductive. And I'm just like, there's a lot going on here. I don't really understand (laughs) what, what they're going for, but I like the song. Uh, I, I am a big fan of one songs that kind of like combine the acoustic guitar and then the electric, which I thought they did well of like fading it in from like the acoustic at the beginning to like mixing them. Uh, and then coming back to just the acoustic at the end, with like in the middle, the electric guitar is like kind of like overpowering, I guess, or like the lead part of the song. Uh, I like the solo, even though it got a little, I don't know, uncreative, I guess I would say. But I, I still mm. thought I, I, it hit the right notes. Uh, I like the chord progression, like I said, the like the drops, like the the three note drop that it had in there, that that played off the chord progression was really good. Um, the lyrics were like nothing like crazy, but I thought they were. Certainly better than most of the lyrics that I hear on these songs that you give me, so I was, you know, I liked it. It's, it's certainly, I think, I think you, you tried to pick something out that uh, would appeal to my sensibilities, and I think that you did. So, way to make the podcast boring. There was a song that one of my favorite artists
1: dropped, and I didn't like it. I honestly didn't like it, and then over time, it just grew and grew and grew, and now it's like all oh, I can listen to. You so they dropped it in the last but... week but i no 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 no, okay. no like years years back okay, okay, okay. A, a, a few years back but it didn't feel like the right time you was know, it ariana grande recording no, no no with the latest recording ever In baseline to baseline history um i feel like it needs to be an early kind of thing to get you going for the rest of your day so i'm going to i'm going to do that next week um but yeah so this one was an, another one i recently discovered this one actually was new to me and i i was like aiden would love this song it's it's kind of like you know 80s, 90s sounding-ish, dreamy vocals. Dreamy you know what guitars. I really thought
0: is it sounded like an Eagles song, so like okay. late okay. 70s. Honestly, like that yeah. could have been an Eagles song. Honestly, and the Eagles are great. The Eagles are great. So yeah. I'm not. I'm not mad at it. Yeah. Again, great. thanks for making. Thanks for making the podcast boring. <laughs> All right. I never failed to deliver in that, that regard. (laughs) What did... What do you like specifically about the song? Was there anything that I didn't mention, maybe, that uh, sticks out to you about it?
1: Um, Or do you want
0: to talk more about the music video and let's try to unpack, like, what they were trying to go for
1: there? (laughs) the, The... No, I don't want to talk about the music video actually.
0: <laughs> um, Nathan claims that he lyrics, hadn't seen
1: it, but I hadn't s I swear I hadn't seen it. I, I don't know, know, I, know. I realize my word doesn't really mean much with this music. Concept, <laughs> so. I I thought the opening the way that they that they opened the song and then closed the song with like the same sound, the same lyrics, the same chord progression, the same everything, uh really worked for me and I liked the lyrics there. It was heard it from a friend who Heard it from, it a, from a friend, a yes. Friend who heard it from another. You've been messing around, and that's yeah. like, whoa,
0: like. of like that. Like
1: that's that's a, that's a lot of friends. It's like um,
0: it's have. like kind of like suspense, which is weird for a song that yeah. is so, uh, not like suspenseful sounding. I guess it's not yeah. like a suspenseful like sounding song, but it's like I heard it from a friend who heard it from a friend who heard it from a friend who heard it from a friend. You're like, when's it gonna end? Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like that. Ooh, it's like that seated Ferris that was a Bueller. Bar. Oh my god. <laughs> no, but it's like for for all my for all my uh, cinephiles out there. It's like that, that uh that scene in Ferris Bueller where the girl is like, I heard it from the guy who's doing with the girl whose sisters with the cousin of the person who saw Ferris Bueller uh, pass out at the ice cream store, I <laughs> say. Um, so yeah, it kinda like adds, adds like a uh, a light lighthearted suspense, I would say. Great. I will give it a B plus. There you go. Wow. Yeah. Upgrade right, with the music video. <laughs> um I don't know if it like if the music video really affects it. I feel like I need to learn more about like what this music video was going for. Who who is Heartbreak and Motor Drive? You know, what is their relationship to REO Speedwagon? Yeah, uh it's great. It's is great is it is this from the band? Like and it's just like re like uploaded somewhere else. Who who had the idea for such a strange music video? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I do, I think I need more questions, so I'm just gonna stick with a B. Or I I need more questions answered, so I'm just gonna stick with a B plus for now. All right, let's spit some terrible bars. Let's do it. <laughs> well, you do it. <laughs> uh, for anyone who is new, we do a a freestyle segment every week where I give Nathan four words, and he has to work them into a freestyle. So uh it's nathan are I you ready
1: recording this podcast yeah
0: <laughs> i feel like that's only since jeff Passon was on the podcast though uh, <laughs> do you still have destroyed like my ego. do you have like nightmares about it yeah i do, I <laughs> do, do you ever do. just like wake up in a cold sweat i hear this this echo in my voice in
1: my nightmares and it's jeff passan's beavis and butthead in person yeah so I, was I was gonna say my rap
0: yeah, it's, it's I, was, I, was, I was, I was. If if you had just said it's just him roasting your rap I was gonna say I have nightmares about his beavis and butt had impression. But uh, okay, word number one, you ready? Yep. Resident. Oh come on. Okay, yeah. There's. there's you know there's exactly what one. you need there's to an do. Easy... <laughs> you know exactly what you need to do. I better not see that look again for any of these <laughs> okay, words because they are so fair, easy that's to fair, rhyme, that's fair, that's and fair. you don't even need to rhyme them. Word number two is still. Still? Skill with a K. Like, Skill. Uh, like me rapping, yeah. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> word number three is citation. So that's probably the hardest one, but there's still a lot you can do with it, in my opinion. Especially if you go for one of your fa- favorite slant rhymes. Okay. Or as I call them, fake rhymes. And number four (laughs) is bristle. So again, resident, still, citation, bristle. Okay. All right, we are going to give Nathan about 30 seconds or so to gather his thoughts. But in the meantime, Nathan, what is our beat that you chose from the YouTube audio library for this week? So this is
1: called Brooklyn and the Bridge by Nico Staff. S T A F. Looking
0: forward to it. When you're ready, take it away. Okay. <clears throat>
1: <clears throat> yep, snack, I get on the beat and I'm about to make it hot I make it so hot that I tie you in a knot Yeah, I make you uncomfortable You sit on your bum I'm the president, you can call me Donald Trump No, I'm just a resident Cause I got the skill in the rap game And you know that is my last name Cause I make it hot on the beat Cause they call me Nathan Ack And my bar's so whack When I get up on the track Okay, wait yeah, you better cite that Make that a citation when you get with the source Cause I bring all the force when I get up on the mic Yeah, you know I'm hitting step back threes like a mic Okay, yeah, I'm on the tree like it's a mistletoe And I make you thistle like you're on the bristle, bro Wait, I don't know what that means, but I got the flow And I always bring this show And I always make it hot Yes, no, hey <laughs> Okay, uh...
0: Just right off the bat, you sent some real mixed messages with that rap.
1: That's what I do. I make people think. Oh my God. No, that no, so
0: no. Hard. You just confuse people. That was so hard. Oh my God. That was like, that was up there. That was Okay, high five. High five. So you said, you were talking about like how good your bars were. And then you said, that's why it's my last name. And then you said, "ack," And then you said that your bars are whack. No, wha- so what? no whack,
1: whack is a good thing. Like, no. no. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Dude, you don't know. I think that you've misunderstood well, you the vernacular like, Okay. What if I said my bars are crazy?
0: Uh, I would need a little bit more information oh, to know what you meant. come on. You really think that whack is a good thing? Yes. No, it's not. No, if, look,
1: okay, it's all about the tone, right? If I say, dude, that was kind of whack. Like, that's obviously not a good thing. But if I go, yo, that was whack. That's a good thing. <laughs> That's so, a really okay, good did thing. you see
0: did you see that have you seen like videos of people saying like horrible things in a nice voice to their dog and then saying like really nice things in a horrible voice to their dog and seeing how the dog reacts? Is that what you're doing? Is is it like it doesn't matter what you say but how you say it?
1: No, I'm saying that the word can take on a variety of different meanings depending upon the tone. It's not like I'm saying that's true of some t- words but no, no, it's not true stop. of this word. No, it isn't like I'm saying my bars are terrible though. And like, that's, supposed but that's to be what a it thing. sounds like you're saying. No. Cause that's what whack means. Then you need to be more open. Whack has no
0: other meaning than that was whack. Like that sucked. No whack. Like,
1: okay. Okay. What if I said this, dude, that track was stupid. What can that be a good thing?
0: The way you just said it, I would would think
1: that you actually thought it was stupid. (laughs) That's just because I sound stupid, but
0: that's just the thing that happens. (laughs) Um, Also, I I thought it was interesting that you went to president and then resident. I thought it was going to be the other way around. I thought you were going to start with resident and then go to president. What was your thought Uh, process there?
1: um, Well, it kind of worked chronologically because I was like... Uh, I tie you up in knots, so now you're in a very uncomfortable pose, and thus when you sit down on your bum, you're going to be uncomfortable, right? So you're sitting on your Mm -hmm. bum, and I'm Mm -hmm. the president. Call me Donald Trump. By the way, I hate Donald Trump. I just had to use, (laughs) you know, it was a pretty obvious rhyme there, Uh, and then I was like, wait, scale it back a little bit. I'm just a normal guy. I have an insane talent, and that is to rap, but I'm just a normal resident, so I worked that in there pretty nicely, and then I was like... But my bar is so hot because I'm whack when I get up on it. The- Basically, the transitions were seamless.
0: Oh, mm, that's debatable. How about how about citation? Take me through. I don't remember exactly what that one was. Take me um, take me through that one. It was it was something like,
1: um, like I delivered a super stupid bar, and that's a good thing, of course. I I <laughs> delivered a super stupid bar, and I was like, you better cite that. You better make that a source and then i was like right. no 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 Ugh.
0: yeah this one was, a, was but then he like tried slippery. to throw a citation there in thereafter and it didn't really work it didn't but really rhyme like, if
1: i remember or maybe it was something like you, you you better cite that you better make that a source that is the citation because i'm bringing all the force or something like that okay. at least that's how i remember it when i listen back to it it's probably gonna sound nothing like that I probably just got caught up in the heat of the moment, but
0: yeah, I don't remember that one being all that good. And then there was bristle at the end, where uh, y- even you said, "I don't know what that means." Yeah, but I say, I say that
1: in all my all my raps.
0: <laughs> okay, that's but my trademark. You don't find that to be a problem? No, it's just my style. <laughs> I I would personally find it to be a problem if every single time I was delivering a message that nobody understands.
1: Or I would find it to be a problem if I was delivering a message that um, you had to be of, I guess, a higher standing philosophically to understand. And if if you're not at my level, like it's fine, just say it. You know, don't don't pretend to be that guy. <laughs> don't give me that
0: look. I'm just I'm just thinking back to all the times that I gave you a word for the segment that you just didn't even know what it was. So. Uh, oh am like going call what bullshit
1: was, what was that one what was the one i don't even remember <laughs> oh, dude, it was something about was...
0: a castle i think uh, it was, it was like uh oh comeuppance oh yeah no that's not about a castle <laughs> um i think i think eileen gave you that word yeah but there was also one about a castle if i remember i don't really remember but there have been a few times that you just didn't know, like you, you, like thought that I gave you a word that wasn't real. So you trying to claim that you're like intellectually superior <laughs> to me. I don't know how that's gonna really play. You know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, that's gonna do it for baseline to baseline for this week. Uh, thank you to everyone for listening. All of our previous episodes are up on Spotify. This episode is going up on Spotify, and other podcasting services uh if you if you know if you don't use spotify just you know look on on whatever podcast service you use search baseline to baseline that's b-a-s-e-l-i-n-e space t-o space b-a-s-s-l-i-n-e and you should be able to find our work uh and our whole library of work so nathan is there anything else that you want to add before we go for the day i can't wait to record next week after having done this whole
1: discussion about the college football playoff and realizing that this weekend it's going to play out and the four teams are going to be alabama (laughs) notre dame clemson and ohio state there's going to be no question whatsoever so yeah but we got some fun content out of it right yeah we got some awesome content we always get awesome content out of it we're going to make some more awesome content next week but until then nathan out